Here's a secret that no one wants to admit, but F it, I'm just going to say it anyway, because anything less is an utter disservice to you and your growth. I call utter BS on anyone who says they don't want to be liked. Like seriously, no BS. If you actually had the choice, guys, between someone liking you and someone not liking you, I'm betting my left freaking arm that you choose to have someone like you. But as we all know, having the choice isn't the reality and often affects how we feel about ourselves. I mean, as a kid, all the way into adulthood, caring about what people thought often dictated what I would wear, how I would act and what I would actually say. And for years, I tried to not care so I could be truly me, quirks and all. And then it hit me. What if the question wasn't how to stop caring? What if the question was, how do you not let it affect how you show up every day? Because ultimately, guys, that's the end goal, right? So today I'm going to share tactics and strategies I use in order to turn my kryptonite into my superpower. How to still care, but still show up like I am here today. Like it or not, as my true self. Welcome to a special edition of Women of Impact. Hi Lisa, so I personally struggle a lot with social anxiety and getting comfortable in talking to new people. Like when I'm talking to someone new, you know, I'm focusing on the next thing to say or how to say it or how to be funny in the way I say it. Um, and when I walk away from those conversations, you know, I'm beating myself up for every little thing, like what I could have said better or done better. So I was wondering, how do I stop that really aggressive self-narrative and stop overthinking every little thing about conversations so I can be comfortable in being myself? Thank you. Oh my God, I love this question so much because it just happened to me yesterday. All right, so I'm on this really important call and my dog starts like wanting up. She's scratching at me, so I pick her up and then she wants down and I put her back down again. Anyway, I'm really fussing. After the important call, I was like, oh my God, I wasn't focused. I was messing about with my puppy and I just started beating myself up. All the negative words like, fuck Lisa, you knew that was an important meeting. Why didn't you? And then I just stopped because I know myself. What do I know? I'm the one that gets back up. So now what do I do? I caught myself. That's the key. Catching yourself, which will take time. It's like um, uh, it, when you're in a fight, it's like Bruce Lee says, don't think a kick, just kick. You want to get to the point where it's automatic. You're not thinking it, but don't stress. You're going to have to practice. So this is going to be a practice. Every time you go to beat yourself up, you go, oh shit, I'm beating myself up. How long has that been? Oh my God, that's been three hours and I didn't realize. Okay, three hours. Write that down. All right, your challenge next time is you're going to get the notice and realize you're beating yourself up in two hours and 45 minutes. There's your next challenge, right? So you don't judge yourself. You just go, oh shit, it took me three hours. All right, next time I'm going to try two hours and 45. What am I going to use as my goal to try and get there? All right, the next time I ask myself, why did I do this? Literally that phrase, the second I think, why did I do this? Oh, flag, trigger, recognize, readjust. So Play a game. How long does it take you? How do you shorten it? How do you get to the point where you're not thinking kick, you're just kicking? So that's one thing. Second of all, just think about how you can use it as your superpower. So as I'm thinking, oh my God, I was such a mess. I can't believe that I did it. I stopped to myself. I caught myself and I said, all right, what's the lesson? 
What's the lesson? Use that phrase. You can steal it. You can take it. What's the lesson? I literally said, okay, what's the lesson? Be prepared. What does that mean, Lisa? Ne- next time, you know, you can't trust your dog to just sit there and be quiet. So the lesson is the next time you have a meeting, make sure that she's put away, close the door. Great. Now I don't beat myself up because I've just come up with a solution. So thank you, mistake. I've just got even better. And now next time I'm going to use it for a meeting that is even more important. And there you go. Now I don't feel shitty about it. Now I can sit here and tell it to you with such excitement. Yesterday, girl, I was freaking beating myself up over it. And now I'm laughing. I'm joking. I'm using it as an amazing tactic. That is exactly what to do. So every time negative thought comes in, you ask yourself, what is this telling me? Can I listen to it? Can I adjust to it? Can I get better? And then use it as getting better. Okay, that's part of the answer. The other part of the answer is, you said you had social anxiety. That's very real, so I don't want to ignore that. So what I would do is practice. You can hear me say that a lot. So I will go, okay, who in this space talks about social anxiety? All right, Vanessa Van Edwards. There you go, I've just given you someone. She wrote a book called Captivate. And the reason why I know is I'm going to tell you a little story in case you don't know. One day, Gary Vee was putting on this really big event. So he emails Tom and he says, hey, Tom, why don't you come to this event? It's in Vegas. I was on the email chain. So I was like, oh, shit, I really want to go. Before I had any chance to say anything, Tom replied, sorry, dude, I'm out of town or whatever. And I was like, oh, man, that was my opportunity. Like, and I was like, hang on a minute. I should just reach out and ask if I can go. My heart's racing. And I'm like, okay, Lisa, you can do this. It's a freaking email. Just ask kindly. And if he says no, he says no. So I took up the courage. I wrote the email back. I was like, hey, do you mind if I come even though Tom doesn't? He's like, of course not. Oh, crap. Now I actually have to go. So... Now, you can imagine the social anxiety comes flooding in. I have to travel by myself, which I don't often do. I have to now go to a big party, which I don't often do. And I go to a big party by myself, which I never do. So you can imagine the social anxiety. And I'm like, oh, crap, I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm the learner, right? The identity that I've adopted. I'm the one that it doesn't matter if I make mistakes. It just matters that I improve. Cool. If I'm the learner, how can I learn from this? All right. Who talks about social anxiety? Who do I know that gives tactical advice? Vanessa Van Edwards. Great. Vanessa Van Edwards has a book called Captivate. Amazing. I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to read it from front to back. Buy the book. Read it from front cover to back cover. And she actually gives you tactics in the book. So she says, if you're in an environment that you're really socially awkward and you don't know how to, you know, interact or mingle, just go to the bar. Never stand at the front door because people, most people have social anxiety. And so when you're standing at the door, it makes other people anxious. So do everyone a favor and go to the bar. Cool. Great. I've got an actual tactic, not an emotional thing. I'm not listening to how my, my, what my mind's telling me. I'm not listening to that negative voice saying, oh my God, I can't believe you're going to Gary V's event by yourself. I just said, cool. Tip number one, walk straight to the bar. Check. Tip number two, there's a stat in there that says, if you're holding a warm mug, I can't actually remember the stat now, so forgive me, but it's if you're holding a warm mug when you first meet someone, they're more likely to perceive you as being a warm-hearted person. Amazing. I'm going to go to the bar, tip one, and I'm going to order a tea, tip two. So you can see how I'm going to break it down. I have the actual tactic, so I'm not getting in my own way. Because if I turn up and I don't have a game plan, I'm going to be that awkward person. I'm going to be that socially awkward person. They're standing there going, oh God, hi, how are you? What do you do? And it's just fucking disaster. So I get out of my own way. 
I get out of my own way. I have my strategy. I walk in. And then the third thing she says is don't start a conversation with what you do. It was something like start a conversation with, oh, what brings you here? All right, great. I've got now my opening line, right? So now the awkward Lisa, that word and mumbled, would have like stood at the door, would have said, hey, what do you do? And been super freaking awkward is now the person that walks in, that has a game plan, that doesn't let her negative voice get in the way. And then I end up leaving with what? This story to tell, these tactics to now use, these literally, these strategies I now use all the time. So, as you can see, guys, I'm so freaking passionate, but that's how it's done, guys. You have to, have to, have to figure out ways to overcome the negative ways, to overcome the fact that caring and people pleasing can actually become detrimental to you. Don't switch off the part of you that is special. Just develop tactics to overcome them. Hello there, Elisa. How are you? My name is Khaled and I'm 23 years old. I like to think of myself as a people pleaser or a recovering people pleaser. And that is because of how I grew up and the environment that I grew up in. It just made me feel that way. And so I think that being a people pleaser caused me to uh, cause all these sorts of, th of thoughts like uh, how I am and what other people thought of me, my actions and all the things. And so uh, my question is this, what would be your advice for people who are people pleasers or who feel like that, especially if the thought of being a people pleaser is triggered by the people who we look up to or the, our loved ones or people who are close to us, what would be your advice, some actionable steps? What's up, Khaled? Thank you so much for your question, honey. Okay, so here's the thing I'm gonna actually say is words matter. Right now, the phrase people-pleasing is actually seems like it's detrimental to you because you even said you get triggered by it. But here's the thing, if I reframe it, what's wrong with making someone happy? Nothing, right? Now, the thing is, what happens is we give ourselves so over to making other people happy, to pleasing them, that we end up losing ourselves. We end up losing who we are. We end up doing things that aren't in line with who and where we want to go in life. That's where it becomes a problem. So I want to almost try and separate the two and go, look, it can be beautiful to please someone, but if you seek your value in that, that's where it becomes dangerous because now imagine you're really trying to please someone, you're trying to please them and they're never happy. Now what happens is you start to think it's you. You start to internalize it. It's like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I'm really shit at this. Maybe I'm not a nice person, right? All the negative things that come along with it is the problem, not the fact that you're making someone happy. So I want to separate those two. Say, is this someone I want to make happy? Yes. Amazing. Okay, great. Feel good about that instead of feeling bad about it. But now address which I think is the real problem, that in the effort of pe pleasing people, you are now doing things that aren't aligned with you. Now let's address that. How do we do that? Start with a list of all the things. I'm a big fan of lists, guys. Start with a list of all the things that are important to you. Okay, start there. Now you know your actions, the actions you can take that are going to be important to you in your everyday life. Now do a list of what are the things that you value about yourself. Like, actually, what do you value within yourself? Because every time you get someone that you've tried to please, right? remember, we want to, we like it. 
You've reached out to someone, you're trying to please them, and then they say something or they do something that makes you feel badly about yourself. That's the moment that you say, okay, what's my value system? What do I pride myself on? And reminding yourself of that, okay, number one. And then number two is addressing the person that isn't happy when you're working to please them. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easier easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. Is it that you're hitting your head against a brick wall and you actually know that no matter what you do, they're never actually always going to be happy. Like you have to address that. There are some people, guys, there are some people in the world that no matter what you do, no matter how much you try and please them, they're never happy. That's on them. That is not on you. It is not your responsibility to make someone happy. It's not your responsibility. Doesn't mean you don't want to. Doesn't mean it doesn't feel great. I freaking love making my husband happy. I love it. And I'm not going to stop. But it's not my responsibility to do it. It's his. So if he was just a a miserable mess all the time, I would sit with him and say it. It's your responsibility. I'm here to help. I love you so much. All the words. 
to communicate that you're there for them, but you cannot allow it to tear you down. So in those moments, have the communication with the person if you can. If you can't, then you have to actually ask yourself, is this person healthy or unhealthy in my life? Like having this person in my life, are they healthy for me? You've got to be honest. Now, then the third part is understanding, like I said earlier, is your own value system. Because when people come at you, when people come at you with a right hook or a left hook or an undercut, you need to have your protection. And your protection is having your own value system that cannot be damaged by external people. That cannot be damaged by external people. What does that mean? Okay, for me, no one can touch that I am proud that when I fall down, I get back up. Come on, try and try and knock me down with that. You can't. Oh, Lisa falls all the time and then she gets back up. Yeah, I do. So what do I remind myself? So if it's, let's say, a relationship argument with Tom and he just is Mr. Debbie Downer and for whatever reason, he wants to stay there and I just can't please him. Cool, I can't control that. That's on him. But what can I control? That he can't. I may have fallen, but I control getting back up. He can't touch that. So that's what I mean. Use things, have, develop an identity that allows you to be able to control it yourself. Make sure that no matter what, you build your identity and your self-esteem on things that other people aren't able to influence. That way, if you try to please someone and you're not, they're not having, they're not reciprocating, now you have your third thing, which is your own value system that can't be damaged. Hi, Lisa. My name is Natasha. Thank you so much for watching. So I'm going to be super real with you. I've actually recorded and sent you a video, but last night I was met with an email asking me to request, oh, requesting access to the video on Google Drive. And immediately my ego, my inner critic popped up and was like, oh no, this must be a sign. What you did was so embarrassing. Oh girl, I told you, this is embarrassing. Don't do it, don't send it. And there we go again with that inner critic and caring so much about what other people think when there's something going on inside. When your body is telling you something, the voices in your head are truly trying to speak to you, calling for love, calling for healing. How do you seek that healing and trust your knowing that there is a deeper issue going on when other people can't perceive the pain and see it? Um, how do you pursue seeking answers when so many people are telling you there is nothing wrong or that everything's all right? when your body is really speaking to you, how do you stop denying what your body is telling you and start denying the critical voices inside and outside of our heads? Thank you. What up, Natasha? Girl, thank you so much for this question. Okay, there's three things that we need to address here. Number one, the fact that you did the video, rewatched it, and then re-recorded it because you had the ego, you were so worried, oh my God, it's not good enough. So I want to start with that. And here's the thing. I understand why you think that um, you're listening to your inner critic and should you be listening to her? And the thing is, is that there's always room for improvement. So if you've done a video and you actually have the bandwidth in the room to improve, amazing. Like why, why switch that off, girl? Why switch that off? To me, and this is actually a really strong point, 
Caring isn't bad. Like, when did we get to the point in the world where we see caring about something as a negative thing? I actually think it can be beautiful. Now, here's the thing: if you care so much that you don't move, then that's a problem. If you care so much that you're not actually acting on it, if you care so much that you're so worried that other people won't like you, that you're going to show up. As something different and not as your true self. That to me is when caring is a problem. But in this situation, you cared. You did a video. You cared so much that you wanted to rewatch it. You said it's not good enough, so you reshot it. Amazing. Where's the problem? Like this is. I'm going to freaking keep drumming it in. There is no problem, right? You just improved. Your voice was telling you, "Hey, maybe it could be better." Now look. I'm sure it wasn't that kind to you. It probably was saying, "Hey, you! What the fuck do you think you're doing? That video was shit. Now redo it." It's probably the words that were speaking in your mind because that's the voice I have in my head. Now, what I do is I've literally flipped it and go, "Okay, I still really care. I want to care." But now, how do I be kind to myself so I can hear the message? The message is, "Hey, it, you could do better." You listen to it, you reshot it. I haven't seen your other video, but I'm guessing this one was better. Better angle, your lighting was awesome, you look dope. So, give yourself a pat on the back, girl. Give yourself a pat on the back that you cared enough to act and change and get better. Okay, that's point number one. Then the next step is about the actual question itself, which is your health. So let me ask you a question, and I really do mean this in all sincerity. Who knows your body the best?、Hmm? Who knows your body the best? I actually mean that. Does your mum? Does your dad? Does your partner? Or do you? And I say it as a joke, but I actually really mean it. Ask yourself that question because if you answer yourself honestly and go. Hmm. My friend knows my body more than I do. Okay. If that's actually true, sit with your friend and say, "Hey, what are the things I am I'm not seeing right now? I don't think it's true. I'm just trying to give you a little caveat so you could choose that, and then I can do the follow-on, which means go sit with her and ask her about your body." Now, here's the thing. I think that's actually utter BS. I think you know that you know your body more than other people. But sometimes we don't trust it, which is exactly what you were saying. How do we know to trust our gut? I have been through this. I went through two years of waiting for doctors to fix me. I knew there were things wrong. I didn't have a period in eight years at the time, I think.、Um, and the doctor was like, "Oh no, 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 don't worry. Your period has nothing to do with your gut."、Mm, didn't feel true, but okay, he's an expert. I'm going to listen to him. Oh, hey, you have a low immune system. It must mean that we have to replenish your、um, immune globulin cells in your body. They wanted to give me a transfusion. And、I was like, wow, that seems really fucking extreme. It's my stomach. Like they're trying to put a bandaid over something that I actually think is a gaping wound. And so while they may think the bandaid is going to heal it, there's something that was telling me it wasn't. But I didn't freaking speak up. I just started to listen until literally I was a week away, a week away from having regular blood transfusions. Until my husband was like, no, this doesn't feel right. Postpone it. We have to start going. What do you feel? What do you want? And what's your body telling you? What is your brain telling you? Mind-body connection. And I was like, is that really a thing? That kind of sounds like BS. And he's like, well, hang on. What if it's not? What if it's not BS? Could I have just? Could I teach myself? Could I get more powerful myself? Taking ownership. Remember, 
So I go, cool, I'm going to stop listening to the doctors. I'm going to just actually allow my body to have a megaphone. And that megaphone, I'm now going to listen to and look into. It doesn't mean it's going to be true. Or if I have a really, really stressful day, it may not be the fact that um, I'm annoyed that something went wrong with work, right? The truth may be underlying that I just had a phone call with my family and I got some bad news. So that's how it may be surfaced. You have to dig deeper to get to the actual core of the issue. So with your health, girl, with your health, there are going to be many people that are going to uh, that are going to give you advice. Now, what I say is don't switch that off. Like actually stay open to caring, to listening to what they have to say. Then you go, cool, thank you so much. Oh my God, you have no idea how much that is meaningful that you just told me your opinion. Now you need to go off by yourself Give your gut the megaphone and go, now does it feel true? What these people are saying, does it feel true? And you know what? What's the worst case scenario? Maybe I should try it. Maybe I, you know, maybe you want, you want to find the answer. No maybe about it. So open yourself up to trying things. But if something doesn't feel right that someone's telling you, ask yourself why and start following that thought. Don't just go, yeah, that doesn't feel right. Shut that door. But never actually ask yourself why, because the point is to heal. So stopping at that still doesn't get you where you need to go. So rewind, condense everything that I just said. Listen to what people are saying. Don't switch that off. Don't switch off the part that you care. Listen to it. Show respect. Take it not as truth, but as opinion. Then you take what they said and sit with it and see if it feels true or not. Then you trial and error, just like anything, just like walking as babies. We stand up, we keep falling, we keep standing up until we can walk. Keep trying that. This isn't a one and done. So once you're able to change your mindset that this isn't a one and done, that maybe people have some insights that could be amazing for you. But at the end of the day, you don't want to go in leading blindly. You don't want to just take people's advice. So that's the final part. That's the final part. Care, listen, pay attention, show respect. And the final part is listen to your body. Trial and error. Your body may be saying, hey, I need this. Cool, let me try it. Oh, I thought my body was saying this, but now it actually proves that it wasn't. Great, now you've learned. Trial and error, trial and error. You're never going to get great until you try and you find the tactics that work for you. Hi, Lisa. And hello, women of impact. My name is Carissa Pinkston. My question is, when you care a lot about someone and when you care about what they've been through, but what they've been through is very hurtful and painful, how do you take control over your life and stop giving thought into trying to help them overcome their problems. What up, Carissa Pinkston? Thank you so much for this question. So here's the thing. Don't stop caring. Like, you don't have to switch that off. But the thing is, where does your caring become detrimental to you in your life? That's where it becomes a problem. So I myself have learned to not 
um, switch off the caring. It's just to establish boundaries and to establish that fine line between really showing someone that you care for them and that you're there for them. And then the fine line between now it's spilling over where it's detrimental to your own self-esteem, to your own mindset um, and how you show up every day. So that's really the, um, the key here. So now we have to establish where is that fine line for you? What I do is I start making a list Like, forget about the other person right now. Let's pretend they're not even in the picture. Make a list of all the things that make you you, that are important to you, that are um, the foundation of what makes you you. Right? What is that? Is that having time to yourself? Is that focusing on your dream? Is that making sure that you have self-care, right? Like five hours a, a week or whatever it is. Like start making these lists. Forget about the other person, remember. Start making these lists of all the things that are important for you to be able to show up every day as your true self. And now bring the other person in and let them know how much you care. Like you don't want to shut that off. You're still you and shutting that off may actually change who you are as a human. So don't shut it off. Let them know you care. Let them know, hey, I'm here for you at any time. I understand that right now it's actually painful for you. So if you need me, I'm going to be there for you. So know that. But I'm also going to be living my life. No, you know, no disrespect, but I am going to be living my life. And I'm here for you, right? So you can see the language that I'm using. It's not pushing someone away. It's not saying I'm going to give myself over to you completely and I'm going to lose who I am. It's all using language that establishes that you're going to be your own person, that you're going to be there for them, that if they need you, you're going to be available. But at the same time, that you're going to be living your life. Now, it's easy to say and very difficult to do. So once you start implementing it, I'm just going to play a little um, scenario right now. Imagine you say all of that and they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. And we now revert back to potentially the problem that you're finding yourself back in, where it's like they're just asking too much of you. You're giving yourself over and it's so painful and you guys keep clashing. Then I would assess that and I would say, oh, hey, you know, right now, let's say is this is going to be me time and I'm going to be available at 4 p.m., whatever, right? But don't be afraid to express your boundaries. Like, honestly, don't be afraid to express it. And that doesn't mean that you don't care. Like, expressing boundaries, guys, actually shows that you do because you want a relationship with that person. If you didn't care, what would you probably do? Like, ah, well, I don't care. I'm not going to speak to them again. Shut your door and you've gone. The reason why you give yourself over is because you do care, because they are meaningful to you. So don't shut that off. But don't give up who you are. And so explaining to them, I'm putting in boundaries. I'm setting these things because I care for you, because you mean so much to me. I am putting these in so I can make sure that I'm strong enough to be there for you when you need it. All right, guys, that's all I got for today. If you want to hear more Q&As, you want to ask more questions, please, please do drop them in the comments. I'm really looking to answer your questions and bring as much value as possible. And if you're not subscribed, click that subscribe button and the bell so that you get notified when new episodes come out weekly. And then also, guys, if you're not following me, follow me at Lisa Bilyeu. And now, until next time, be the hero of your own life. Peace out. Peace out.